Hello and welcome to episode two of the Lead Results Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about budgeting. So money and budgeting. So first off, I'll tell you a little bit about my story and how um, my life, how, how I related to money for the vast majority of my life. So I'm 45 now. I didn't have my finances under control until I was 43, right around 43, about two years ago. I finally was able to get it under control. I've always, I've never really earned much money. I've, I've worked as a cook a lot. I've done a bunch of other jobs too, but primarily I've been cooking. And I don't know if you know this, but you know, you don't make very much money as a cook. It's pretty, pretty, not a very good job. I was going to say a bad word there, but I'm going to try not to. <laughs> All right. So what, um, what I was trying to say is that the vast majority of my life, I haven't really made much money and I was always just never paying attention to where my money was going. So as my money would come in, I would just go ahead and spend it. Um, my bank balance, my bank, I've had a bank account ever since I've had a job. So that's, you know, 20 some odd years, 20, 30, 30 some odd years. I don't know. I'm old, <clears throat> but I've had a bank account all that time. And, uh, the bank account balance, my bank account balance would always vary between like zero and a hundred dollars. And occasionally it would dip down below the zero mark and I would accrue overdraft fees. Um, back in the day I had a, um, my original bank was C first bank is Seattle first national Seattle first bank. And then they got bought out by uh, the evil bank of world domination bank of America. And so I had a bank of America account for forever. Um, I, I figured that over the years that I had a bank, bank of America account, I've probably paid an employee's salary just in my overdraft fees, um, over the years. Cause they, they add up really, really fast. And it was, uh, very, very difficult for me to continue to get ahead as I was, because I was just constantly screwing up my money. So after a while, um, I, I, the last straw with, 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 uh, evil bank of world domination was that I, I had a bunch of overdraft fees and I called them up and I was like talking to them and I was trying to get them to, to help work with me and I can maybe get some of these dropped. Um, and of course they were like, no, nah, we don't care about you. And so I said, okay, screw it. I'm going to leave. And I, I did, I left. <clears throat> and it was one of the best things I ever did. I ended up getting a, a, a bank. I, I now have, my bank is now a credit union. And the really interesting thing about my credit union, I, I searched them out. I wanted to find the absolute smallest bank I could possibly find. And I think I did. I think I succeeded. I have one bank. Uh, I'm sorry. My, my bank has one, just one branch. It's a credit union. And the people in there are awesome. I walk in there. They know who I am. I don't have to fill out any slips or nothing. I just hand them my check. They put it in my account. It's If I want money in cash, I just walk up to them and say, hey, give me some cash. Um, now, they don't have ATMs all over the place. But frankly, if you once you've got your money under control, you'll find that you don't really need ATMs anyways. And if you really do need cash, you can always pull some money out of the, you know, when you go to the, the, the supermarket, you can always, you know, get some cash back and that's, that works. But um, once your money's under control, having cash on hand in your pocket is really not that big of a deal. So what the important points about budgeting is for me is that you need to spend uh, less money than you earn. Now that seems like it like it should be obvious, right? Uh you spend less money than you earn. But nowadays people don't do that. They have credit cards, uh they do the overdraft thing like I was doing uh and or they they borrow from friends or family or whatever to get, just to get by. Um in the book uh in the book David Copperfield um by Charles Dickens, there's a character and his name is Mr. Micawber. 
Uh, he's a really interesting character. I, I highly recommend you read the book, but just because it's it's awesome and 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 Dickens has a, a great way of bringing characters to life. And and this is one of those characters that you 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 just have an affinity for, even though he's an example of how not to live your life. Pretty much everything he does is, uh, not a not a good positive way. It's the opposite of what we're trying to accomplish here today. But uh, the macabre principle is some advice that he was giving, I, which I, I found I didn't come up with that. Somebody on the internet did. But uh, the device is advice that he gives David Copperfield. And uh, his advice was this. He said, now, forgive me, I'm reading, so I'm not very good at reading out loud. Here we go. Annual income, 20 pounds. Annual expenditure, 19 pounds, 19 shillings, and 6 pence. Result, happiness. Now, conversely, annual income, 20 pounds. Annual expenditure, 20 pounds, ought, and 6. Result, misery. Now, I, I realize we don't live in 1800s England, so that probably didn't make any sense to you. So, but in American terms, it would be like this. If you earn $100,000 a year and spend $999,090, the result is happiness. If you earn $100,000 a year and spend $100,010, the result is misery. So basically what, 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 he, what he's saying is that if you earn more money than you spend, the result is happiness. If you spend just a little bit more than what you earn, the resulting, uh, your, your life will result in misery. And uh, the, the character, Mr. Macabre, in the storyline, it makes perfect sense. Because um, he's an example of exactly, of exactly that. Uh, a, a life lived where you spend more than you bring in. So that's the key element to make more money. To, that's the key element to making more money and keeping more money is to the key element in budging is to make more money than you spend, make more money than you spend. That's it right there. So how do you do that? Uh, well, there, there are several ways that you can, that you can make more money or keep more money than you spend. And, and one of them is to, I can only come up with two of these. One of them is to reduce your expenses. So spend less money. Um, and the other one is to increase your income, right? They seem pretty obvious. Reduce your expenses expenses. I feel that that's probably the easiest thing that anybody can do because anyone can uh, can look at their statements. They're like, you know, go you go through your bank statement and you look at all the stupid automatic transactions that come out and then you ask yourself, "Well, do I really need Netflix? Maybe I don't. I can get away I can get away with, you know, saving that 12-15 bucks whatever it is a month and 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 everything else and and you're you know looking at your bank statements and finding out what am I spending what am I spending money on that I really shouldn't be buying. And everybody uses the example of oh I'm spending too much money at Starbucks. You know fine if you don't want to buy coffee then don't buy coffee. But it doesn't have to be that. It could be anything. You know just go through your go through your bank statements and look at look at the stuff that you spend on look look at what you spend and, and find out is it frivolous is it not frivolous. Are you convincing yourself that it's important and needed, even though it really isn't? And if so, be honest with yourself and figure that out and uh, um, cut back on some of those stupid expenditures that, that you're making. And we, we all do it. I still to this day do it. And I, I often feel guilty. I'll go to the store and I'll buy something that I really didn't need, but I wanted. And sometimes that's okay, but you just got to be careful to make sure that you're not doing that on, on such a regular basis that you're hurting yourself. Uh, the other way, like I said, the other way to um, be able to make more money or keep more money than you spend is to increase your income. Now, increasing your income, eh, that's, a, that's not the easiest thing to do. 
Um, and in fact, it's probably beyond the scope of this podcast. And I'm not the best person to ask this kind of advice because I haven't made much money and I'm having a difficult time, you know, just earning a living myself. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't, I don't try. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I'm probably not going to go into that because like I said, I'm not, I'm probably not the best person to, to give advice on, on how to increase your income. Um, but part of me doing this podcast is for me to experiment in these ways to try to increase that. And I will be documenting that on, on this along the way. So, you know, you can learn as I learn, as I make mistakes, you can learn not to make the dumb mistakes that I make. And if I, something comes out successful, then you can copy that. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully you'll be successful too. Cool. So it wasn't until I got this uh, stuff under control that any kind of budgeting was actually useful for me. Um, it didn't matter that I knew how to budget. What mattered was, did I have the ability to actually retain more money than I spent? So if, if my life was busy spending money all the damn time and I wasn't paying attention to it, it didn't matter if I knew how to set money aside to pay this bill and pay that bill because I wasn't disciplined enough to figure out how to get my damn spending under control. Right. So it doesn't matter anything about budging unless you can get this under control. It is incredibly important. So uh, step number one, get your spending under control. Now, as far as budgeting methods go, there are tons of them. I mean, budgeting has been around since the dawn of money and probably even before that. Right. So there are there are you, you can you can budget using a pencil and paper. You can use the envelope method or the bucket method or whatever they call that. Uh, you can use Excel. There are programs online that are open source and free. <clears throat> One of them that comes to mind is GNU Cash, G-N-U-C-A-S-H. Um, I've tried all these different methods in the past, and, and they didn't really work for me. Uh, I, I'm an Excel person. Well, I'm, let me rephrase that. I'm a spreadsheet person. I'm not necessarily tied to Microsoft Excel. <laughs> Lately, I use Libre. Um, and I also have my own cloud server with NextCloud and, and their version of spreadsheets, but that doesn't matter. I'm a spreadsheet person. So I, I was trying to do my budgeting on spreadsheets and I, I just found that that didn't work for me either. <clears throat> About five years ago or so before I, I figured out how to manage my spending, um, I ran across this app called a uh, YNAB <laughs> or <laughs> you need a budget is the name of the app. You need a budget or YNAB. And uh, I thought it was interesting. It had a different take on how to budget. Uh, it had a different methodology and a different way of thinking about your money. So I thought that was pretty cool. So I, I checked it out, you know, and back then it was an app, an app you would actually download and install on your computer. So I did that. I installed it on my computer and I screwed around with it and played around with it. And then I lost interest in it mainly because the budget wasn't working for me. And it wasn't, it wasn't the budget's fault. It was because I didn't have the discipline to not to just stop spending money on stupid stuff. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what software you're using or what system you're using. If you don't have the discipline, you're not going to be able to do this. So step one, take care of that, take care of that discipline. So I chose as my method later on. So, you know, a couple of years go by and uh, I was listening to some podcasts and I heard somebody speaking about YNAB again, you know, you need a budget. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. You know what? I'll check it out again. Uh, and since that time, you know, uh, since the time I tried it previously, my my job had changed. And so I was earning a little bit more money um, and I was also being more responsible as a person in general and taking care of things. So I was in a, a better mental mindset to actually use the software properly. So I, I 
went online and there's a free 35 day trial. I was like, ah, what the hell? I'll, I'll give it a shot. And it was like, well, it's only, you know, 12 bucks a month. Now I realize that that's not free and it's not Libre and it's not open source and it's a software as a service thing. All of those things I do not like. I do not like any of those things at all. Um, so I was trying to use this stuff and in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I can just write this. I I, I can recreate this whole program on, on Excel because, <laughs> you know, I don't like giving people money because I'm a cheap bastard. Um, but I just decided, you know, screw it. I'll give it a shot, 35 days. And if within that 35 days, I can budget an extra $12 for this software, then cool. It paid for itself in, in an extra $12, you know, then fine. I'll, you know, whatever, I'll give it a shot. Um, back then it was eleven ninety nine a year. I'm sorry, eleven ninety nine a month for the software. Uh, but in the fine print, it was paid yearly, yearly, annually. <laughs> so I had at the end of the 35 day trial, I was like, all right, cool. I'm ready to give him my 12 bucks. And uh, cause I, cause it was working for me and I was ready to give him the 12 bucks. And then I look at the thing and it's like, Oh, we want $84. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> or whatever it was. And I'm, I'm like, that sucks. So, uh, I didn't budget for that, <laughs> but I did. I robbed Peter to pay Paul. I took some money out of some other things that I budgeted and I paid for it. And I, I tell you what, I have not looked back since, uh, it's, in my opinion, a bargain and twi at twice the price, $85, $84 a year is a bargain at twice the price. Um, don't tell them that because I don't want them to take more money from me, but <laughs> it's worth it. And and the reason why this, this app is, is so worth it is one, partially because I was in the proper mindset to use it. And two, it uh, makes you look completely differently at what money is and how money works. Um, and, and budgeting in general, it, it's, it's a completely different take on it. So, um, with, with YNAB, you, when you get paid, you give your money a job. That's the whole idea is like the money that you, that you earn has to have some place to go or do. It needs to have a job. And you do that, you know, you, you create a bunch of accounts like, uh, you know, you got a uh, rent or Netflix or, you know, whatever your, your bills happen to be, um, the light bill, the, the gas bill, the car bill you know, auto maintenance and all that stuff. And then what you do is, you know, you, you put your, let's say you earn a hundred bucks, you, your paycheck's a hundred dollars, right? You deposit your hundred dollars into your bank account and you record that in YNAB, I deposited a hundred dollars. And then it says, it has a little, little deal at the top. It tells you how much money you have to be budgeted and it's a hundred dollars. And so then you take that hundred dollars that's up there and you just divide it up into the different accounts. All right. Cause that's all simple right that, that's what you normally do with most everything else but um this allows you to keep track of all that and when the the money up, up top it says uh money to amount to be budgeted right when that goes to zero when you can out you can no longer allocate any money this is weird because it, it had a psychological effect on me um normally the way i'd manage my money would be i would look at my bank account balance i would Back in the day, I would call the bank before the internet was everywhere. I would call the bank to find out how much money I had. And then if I had enough money, I would go ahead and buy the thing. Um, or I would go online and look at see, look at my bank balance and see what my bank balance is. Oh, so I got, you know, I got a hundred bucks. You know, I, I can go ahead and buy whatever it is that I want to buy. Well, the, uh, 
this stupid little thing on, in the, on the top that, that says you know, amount to be budgeted, as that number goes down, as I'm allocating it to different things, once it hits zero, it has a psychological effect on me. It makes me think I'm broke. Like, oh man, I ain't got no money. <laughs> and And believe it or not, that's a good thing. Because I no longer look at my bank account balance and see that as money to be spent. Now, I still look at my bank account balance because uh, YNAB shows you your bank account balance right there on the screen. But if I got paid $100 and I divvied all that money up and my bank account says I have $100, in reality, I have $0 because that money already has a job. It's going somewhere else. I don't have any money. I'm broke. So that is a huge psychological thing that really helps me out a lot. Um, and then the other thing about uh, having that there, so or the other thing about, about having the, the psychological impact is, is it keeps you from spending things. So if you feel you're broke, you just don't spend stuff. Um, you can spend things though, but you have to budget for it. Like say, for example, uh, I, I need a new hard drive for my computer, right? Fine, I, I know this one's going out, so I, I need a new one. So what I need to do is create a category you know computer repair or whatever and fund start funding that category i did this with tires on my car um i needed all four tires and i didn't have that kind of money on hand but i knew that the tire and they weren't they weren't expensive there was like a hundred and it was like 130 bucks per tire um i just saved up money into this little thing you know every payday i would put a little bit more money into it and once i hit that 130 bucks whatever i would go out and buy a tire and so I replaced all four tires on my car. Now, I know you're not supposed to do it that way. You're supposed to buy at least two at a time or all four at the same time. But, hey, I was broke. I was trying to figure out how to do this. But I, I got all four of my tires in a couple of months. That's awesome. You know, normally I wouldn't have been able to do that. I would, I would, I would never have saved the proper amount of money to get to that point. Or I would have, or I would have spent the money that should have went to something like another bill. Like I would have went and bought the damn tires and then next thing you know, I got an overdraft fee because I forgot, oh, you know, the Amazon Prime thing was coming out this month and I completely forgot about that. So now I'm in the hole in the bank, a hundred bucks. Uh, and then I have to pay a $35 service fee on that and overdraft fee. So this budgeting mentality is, is, is hugely useful. It's very, very useful. And uh, I, I guess now my, a lot of my bills are paid I think right now, currently, I'm two months ahead on my rent, um, so I, I could I could technically quit my job and have rent paid for two months. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Now, granted, I don't pay very much for rent, but that's it. Doesn't matter. Uh, I've got money set aside for all kinds of things. Um, so. So the idea also, so once you start budgeting, once you start, once you start allocating money into these little things, the main goal is to start paying for today's bills with last month's money. So for example, um, I bring in a hundred bucks. I, I, I know, uh, I'm going to use round figures just cause they're easier for my head. Say Netflix is $10 a month. I know it's not, but let's just say it's $10 a month. My Netflix bill is $10 a month. I get my paycheck, the hundred dollars. I, do, I take $10 and I stick it into the Netflix account. Okay, that's cool. Now my Netflix budget is, or my Netflix, whatever you call it, a, what are they called? Category? I don't know. Thing is, the, the Netflix thing has $10 in it, right? It's a little bucket. It's The Netflix bucket has 10 bucks in it. 
So then when the, the Netflix bill comes, I pay that bill and that Netflix bucket goes from, you know, 10 to zero. Well, instead of putting $10 into that Netflix bucket, I put $20 into it. So now my Netflix bill is paid literally a month ahead of time. So when the bill comes, when the bill comes, I pay the $10 to Netflix. And then as soon as I get my next paycheck in, I refund, refund, I fund again the Netflix bucket, another $10. So if I had $20 in it, spent 10 to Netflix, and then put $10 back in when I got paid, I still have $20 there. So I'm always still a month ahead. So basically what that means is I've paid for, and as you do this over time, I'm paying for the Netflix bill with money that I earned the month previously. So for me, that's the goal. The goal is to adequately fund all my little buckets with enough money for, my personal goal is six months. So, and I haven't reached it yet. Um, the the app will show you how old your money is. Basically, on average, how long your money sits in your account before you spend it. And currently today, the average uh, dollar, the average, the average age of my dollars in my account is 52 days, which means that every dollar I deposit into my account, on average, it spends 52 days in my bank account before it goes out to, to be spent. So my goal for that is to increase that from 52 days to um, <clears throat> six months, basically. So that then I know that if, you know, it hits the fan and everything goes to hell, uh, I get in a car wreck, I break my legs or whatever, and I can't work, I still have six months worth of liquid cash that I can use to get by. That's the goal. And so far, I'm I'm, I'm achieving that. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a pretty pretty awesome system, uh, YNAB. So I, I I use YNAB a little bit differently, I think, than the way it was originally intended. Um, and I do plan on writing up a full written tutorial and put it at libresults.com where you can view you you can you can see exactly how I do it. And I also I also want to do a uh, a YouTube like style video tutorial that kind of shows more in depth on how I use it. Um, and I got the idea from another guy uh, who did a YouTube tutorial video back in 2018. And that, that's what really helped me think differently about how I was using the software. And I think that helped make it easier for me. So hopefully it'll be the same for you. I'll also post uh, the link to that guy's video that um, that he had that will show you basically what I did. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, YNAB, it, it'll also, it'll also um, uh, keep track of uh, credit cards as well. And it does a pretty good job of that. Um, up until like four months ago, I didn't have a credit card at all. I have no debt. I have no debt whatsoever. And I like that. But uh, I didn't have a credit card. When I was 18 years old, I got a Sears card and I, I totally botched that and screwed up my credit in the beginning to where no one would ever give me a credit card again. So I was like, ah, well, not that bad, but they screwed it up to a point where they, you know, it wasn't easy for me to get a credit card. And I just decided that, well, if I don't have the money, I don't have the money. I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't have the money. So I don't need a credit card, which is cool. The only downside to that is, and it worked for 20 some odd years. The downside to that is, is that, um, my credit score being literally zero, literally zero 
because I'm an unknown quantity. It's not that I'm bad, but it's not that I'm good. It's just they don't know, and so zero is the number that they're willing to take a risk on. Uh, no, they're not. <laughs> and so I was able to, after banking with my bank for a couple of years, talked with them, and they got me a, a credit card. It's a simple $2,000 credit card limit. And uh, for the past five or so months, maybe six, I've been using it. I And I never have more than, I think the, the, the largest balance I've ever held was like $140, $150. That's it. And I pay that sucker off. I don't, I don't, I don't pay interest. I don't like it. I don't even like having a credit card, but I do need, I do know that I need to, to build my credit score up because there, there are things that I want to be able to do. Like, you know, you need, a, you, need a, you need a, you need a damn credit card in order to rent a car. It's ridiculous, but you do. You need a credit card to, to, to rent a car. So if you take any trips and you want to rent a car, you don't have a credit card, you're SOL. That sucks. So you got to have a credit card for that. And uh, I do want to, at some point, buy some property. And, well, banks don't like to loan people with zero credit scores anything. But, uh, yeah. All right. I think that pretty much covers it for this episode of Live Results. Uh, the, if, you like what you're, if you like what you're seeing, then I guess tell people about this. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I haven't posted this to um, iTunes or anything like that. But, you know, let people know. And uh, if... Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> you guys have a great day. Bye-bye. My dear young friend, said Mr. McCorber, I am older than you, a man of some experience in life, and and of some experience, in short, in difficulties, uh, generally speaking. At present, and until something turns up, which I am, I may say, hourly expecting, I have nothing to bestow but advice. Still, my advice is so far worth taking that... Uh, in short, that uh, I have never taken it myself, and I'm the... Uh... Here, Mr. Micawber, who had been beaming and smiling all over his head and face up to the present moment, checked himself and frowned. The miserable wretch you behold. My advice is, never do tomorrow what you can do today. Procrastination is the thief of time. Collar him. My other piece of advice, Copperfield, said Mr. Micawber, you know... Annual income twenty pounds, annual expenditure nineteen nineteen six result happiness. Annual income twenty pounds, annual expenditure twenty pounds ought and six result misery. The blossom is blighted, the leaf is withered, the god of day goes down a prairie scene, and uh, in short, you are forever flawed. Uh, as I am... Um...